Hello, everyone. This is Tom McCaffrey. Thanks for watching. And um, uh, please subscribe uh, to my channel and please like this video. Okay, so um, I'm just going to talk about something. So I had a very uh, odd experience just a few hours ago um, that I wanted to talk about. <laughs> so <laughs> um, there's this woman who lives in my neighborhood that I, I know kind of well, like I've seen her over the years. And she is a caretaker for someone that I <clears throat> that lives in the area that I know because my sister used to live here uh, with her husband and you know her kids in this in this neighborhood where I live now. My sister and her family moved years ago, like to China, and you know my brother in law was in China for like eight months, and so I don't. Basically, the point of this is like I see you know I hadn't seen my sister for like two years in person because of the pandemic. And then my brother-in-law, I don't really ever see, and I never really talk to him. You know, it's, you know, it's just a very functional, what, I mean, whatever. It's just a, you know, normal relationship, you know, someone who's like married to your sister that doesn't live where you live. So I, so with this woman that lives in my neighborhood, um, I, something happened with her and my brother-in-law. I don't know what, though. She never really tells me. She's Jamaican, which the only reason I bring up is because whenever I see her, she, she when she's talking to me, she, I can't really understand what she's saying that well because her accent's really thick. But she always... This has been going on for years. I say three years. Every time I see her, she'll be like... Um, my name's Tom. She'd be like, Tom, why, why not? Why not? Michael call me, you know, like Michael's the name of my brother-in-law. And, um, <clears throat> and I have no clue what she's talking about. I don't know the, the business that they conducted together. I, I don't know. I think he did some work for her or something. I don't, I don't know. And like I said, I don't really, I'm not really, you know, when I talk to my brother-in-law, it's very rare and it's just kind of like, Oh, Hey, what's going on? And um, so this has been going on for years that every time I'd see her, she starts getting mad at me because my brother-in-law won't call her. And I'm always like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, call him. <laughs> and uh, she's like, no, no, I do call him. You call him. And I'm like, I don't like why. Why do you want me to call him? I don't, I don't even know what this is about. And she's like, oh, he ripped me off. And I'm like, okay, fine. I mean, look, so <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm always like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. So call him. You have his number. You have his email. I think I gave her his number and email. So that's my extent of it. So today, <laughs> it's always one of those things, you know, like you'll be walking. I took like a different route home and, you know, Right when I turn to go the different route, of course, I see her. So it's like, oh, great. This is a great fucking idea. I should have stuck to my usual route. This is just another argument for staying, you know, on the on the path that, you know. <laughs> and like whenever I see her, I'm always like, oh, fuck, because I know it's coming. And I know, you know, I just I, I it, it really is annoying and I don't understand it. I don't, you know, I, I never really like, I think I've asked her like, well, what's going on? What's the problem? And she'll be like, he stole, he stole from me. And I, I'm like, that's such a vague thing to say. And I'm like, all right, well, I mean, <laughs> so anyway, I see her and she's like, Oh, it told me. I'm like, uh, fuck. And, um, she's with some dude. I don't know who he is, but he looks kind of mad. I, I don't think he was mad at me, but he just looked like an angry guy. 
and she starts going off on you know my brother-in-law never calls her and you know he's he took her money and i you know and i'm always like i don't and i find and i just was so annoyed I'm like look i don't i don't know what where i don't talk to him he doesn't even live here so i don't really you know you know and i'm like and i've told him you know and i saw him years ago that you want to talk to him but you know and he said he'd call you so it's like so anyway this is going on <laughs> And I look to my right, and sitting on a bench next to her is uh, Bernhard Getz, who is, I don't know if you know who that is, but he's the subway vigilante from New York's who, uh, from 1984, that it was this huge infamous case that kind of um, encapsulated the problems with New York City and how crime was so out of control. So he was this guy who was kind of this meek, timid, white guy with glasses who looked really nerdy. <clears throat> And this was when, you know, I was growing up here in the, you know, 1984, I was like 11 years old. And um, he, you know, the, the New York was out of control. Like, I mean, I was very sheltered at the time, but I could still feel like, I mean, New York was just terrifying when I would go outside. It was just like, it just felt like there was something, there was something in the air that was like, oh, something bad could happen at any second. Um, it was like going into jail or something. Not that I've gone into jail, but I would imagine when you go to jail, you're like, oh, this is not like bad things are going to happen. Um, so he was on the train. I guess he had been you know, robbed and harassed a lot because the train was just out of control. It was like covered in graffiti. The train was just terrifying in the 80s. It, it, it just it looked like it was designed by criminals. I don't, I don't think police were even allowed to go down there. I think that was like there was like a law. Um but it's just these long, winding, narrow tunnels that were dark and you couldn't you didn't know where you were going. And, you know, um, everything was broken and vandalized. It smelled like piss. It was just it was like a nightmare. So um, he was on the train. And I guess he had bought a gun because he kept getting harassed. And so these four dudes, these four black teenagers, uh, that was a big thing, too, in the city. Not that it's, you know, been resolved, but like, you know, race relations were very fraught. So I guess they were like kind of harassing. They they basically tried to rob him in a very um, non-aggressive way that he's even kind of admitted. And he um, had a gun and he took it out and he shot them all. And none of them died, but uh, he um, was arrested. And then he I think he was acquitted for death for self-defense one of the kids that he shot was uh paralyzed after the shooting because i guess he had shot him another time when he didn't really need to and that was kind of the question in the in the case whether or not it was self-defense because when he was first shooting them when they were surrounded when they surrounded him he could argue that he felt you know his that his life was in danger so you're allowed to you know defend yourself in that situation you're allowed to use you know force and um but the problem is he shot them and then they were all down and then he went back and shot an, uh, one of them again and th the whole question of the case was well when he went back the the second time he you know he definitely wasn't in danger of his life so he didn't need to do that and that was the shot apparently that paralyzed the kid and then you know they found like sharpened screwdrivers in their in their pockets these kids and they all had records of like robbery and like one of them went to jail for like, like right after this for like raping a woman and like throwing her off a building. I mean, they, 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 they were like horrible kids. <laughs> so anyway, <clears throat> 
Bernie gets when I was a kid was this huge cultural icon in New York. Like he was, he was, you know, he was, it was national, it was international. You know, I've seen numerous documentaries about it. He's, he's referenced in pop culture so many times, like Billy Joel references him in We Didn't Start the Fire and Bernie gets, gets name checked because that's how big in the, in the pop culture landscape he was. He was like that much of a kind of an icon. He represented something. So. He's also in a Beastie Boys song. They reference him. But so anyway, I've seen Bernie Getz like I'd say at least 50 times in my neighborhood. He's always, you know, where in my neighborhood because he's really into squirrels or something. And that that's a real I've seen that like on a show. He's really into helping squirrels. And there's a lot of squirrels around where I live. So he's always there feeding the squirrels. And he looks like exactly the same. He looks I'm having this, you know, interaction with this woman that I don't really know that's kind of angering me. And I look and, you know, just to make it even weirder, Bernie Getz is right there staring at me because we're kind of ha I'm having an argument with this woman kind of. And I don't know what it, I, I was in a really bad mood and I was just like tired of. She she always does this thing, and this is what finally made me kind of not snap, but you know, kind of like stop being polite and push back. Was she started, you know, coming at me like it was like I had something to do with it. Like I, this this interaction with my brother in law, I have no, I don't even know what's going on. I have no idea why she's saying he owes her money. So I finally said to her, um, you know, she's like, well, I know, you know, you need to call him, you need to call. Him. And I'm like, why do I need to call him? I don't. I have. No, I go first of all, I don't talk to him. He doesn't live here. And um, and then finally I go, um, do I owe do I owe you money? And she's like, what? No, no, you don't. You know me money. My Michael owe me money. And I'm like, well, then wh why are you mad at me? Why do you? How come every time I see you, you come at me? I don't owe you any money. This guy owes you money. Apparently, I have. No, I'm not his keeper. You know, I have nothing. He, I have nothing to do with him. So you know, if if. If I owe you money, I can understand you hassling me every time I see you. And then she's like, no, but he owe me money. He owe me money. And then I go, um, <laughs> go um, oh, do you know, do you know Jeff? Where's Jeff? Can you call Jeff? And she's like, looked really confused. She's like, who, who Jeff? Who's Jeff? <laughs> and I go, Jeff, he's this guy I know that he owes me money. Like when I was in 11th grade, I gave him money. He never paid me back. Can, what, can you call him and get my money? And she looked and it was kind of it was a funny point that I was making, but I clearly went over her head. She was just like, I don't I don't. Why would I do And I'm like, that's exactly what you're saying to me. I, I have no clue what why he owes you money. I don't know the situation. I don't know the scenario. You, you're just don't involve me in this anymore. Like I wasn't like completely unhinged, but I was raising my voice because I was just kind of trying to make points but in a funny way like i thought that was funny the whole get, call jeff and get my money even though you don't know even though you have nothing to do with it um so well, the really funny part that really freaked me was like so at one point i look up and bernie gets is like staring at us and he kind of like made this face at me like almost like it was like he was like uncomfortable like be, being around the situation and then he like got up and walked away and I guess went to like feed squirrels. And I was like, what is this is like, I mean, I'm in an altercation with someone on the street and it's so uncomfortable and awkward that Bernie gets is like, hey, this is too much for me. Get me out of this. I can't handle this kind of stress in public in New York City. <laughs>
And I was like, yeah, you know, I think it's time for me to uh, walk away. And I just kind of go to her. I go, look, I don't look good luck with it. And I just walked away. Um, and then as I was walking, like Bernie gets kind of looked at me again because I was like, you know, walking past him. And I was about to say something because I've seen him so many times. And I never say anything because I'm just I'm so like freaked out. I'm like afraid. He, part of me is afraid he's just going to freak out on me, you know, because it's such an odd thing you know seeing someone like that because he's famous but he's not like he's not like famous for doing things he's not like a a celebrity like if you see someone who's famous and you approach me like hey man what's up i'm like a really big fan of your movies or your acting what am i going to say to him like hey man i I really like the way you shot at those guys (laughs) like good job man that was cool that you shot everyone um so i but i was so kind of like incensed and you know angry and kind of you know you know, I, I'd kind of had it with the situation, so I felt more like uh, extroverted in that moment. I walk. I was about to say something like, "Hey, man, what's up?" But I, I just, I didn't say anything. Um, but that was an interesting thing. Uh, but look up the Bernard Getz case and uh, Google him. And uh, it's a very interesting case. I studied it in law school, and um, that was the big thing behind it was that it was self. And the, the the thing I don't know if people remember this. The thing about him is he was he became like a uh, like a hero in New York City, and you know even in, in, within the black community too, because everyone was like, oh, it was like a racist thing. But even you know people in the black community, a lot of them were like, yeah, I'm glad he did it because at that time it was so dangerous. It wasn't really so much like a white and black thing. Like everyone was terrified. There was no one was um no one was spared. It was just kind of like. It was out of control. So I think a lot of people were kind of that's that that's why it encapsulated uh, New York City at the time, because everyone was just kind of like terrified and no one no one was doing anything about it. And then finally, this kind of meek guy fought back and everyone was kind of like, like, yeah, all right. Um, It was kind of, yeah, it's kind of indicative of the movie Death Wish that come out like 10 years earlier where, you know, he starts uh, killing muggers or shooting muggers on the street and then the city's completely behind him because crime starts going down because criminals are now afraid. And uh, anyway, so yeah, it's, uh, look him up. It's a very interesting case, especially the self-defense thing. And I think he, I think he did go to jail, but only for uh, illegal gun possession. Um, so, all right, uh, I'll be back. Thanks for watching. Uh, like I said, please subscribe and like this video and look up Bernard Getz and leave comments, you know, what, you know, whatever you, uh, your thoughts are on that case. And uh, I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.